The insurrection today is going to be... Oh, wait. The insurrection trial. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be about... What are we talking about? Some law. The magnetic... No, the... Um... We are talking about the hazard uh, that allows us to mail and vote. So that's the misinformation. Uh, disinformation, maybe. I mean, does Trump, the president of the United States, not know how hard drives work? Anyone? Uh, okay. Should just end it here. Uh, so, should I title this does credit cause inflation should i title it the insurrection i mean i already said that so it's just uh redundant definitely not formative of any utility uh you know to bring that up again so the uh so the market is a set of bids and asks. So yeah, credit does cause inflation. You know, when one meets the other. So you ask like if uh if the retail traders were able to see the bid volume which is actually the volume on the ask. And that would be people you know, because supply and demand is a sorted a sortition uh, of, uh, of us in each market uh, and how indifferent we are between the markets and that makes the markets complementary or substitutive if they're like totally then they can be at the same time. Those aren't mutually exclusive or anything. It's both upwards. Uh, if price is just... Uh, it's funny to think about that concurrently. I haven't been able to done that. I'm going to move on. But yeah, it's... Uh, complementary and... Substitutive supply or demand... Between markets... So you could be working in another market and you're substituting for supply. You know, imagine that. This is a new thing for microeconomics. So then it makes sense because then labor is demand, but all else is dead weight of another market, right? Or if it's you want to say it's this market like a vertical, then you could keep it outside of the dead weight you could look at it different two ways how you want to look what is the context of your market your supply and microeconomic supply and demand here I don't know you tell me so we have this concurrent supply and demand uh, elastic uh, into substitutive and complementary attributes from those properties, I guess. 
Um, you know, these are for each price, each marginal utility, which is actually marginal utility is like the up top because that is less hours and productivity is the second quadrant up top left. Um, top right, first quadrant is the utility, which is less hours and more uh, price in this case because it's sorted by how low the propen like how high the propensity actually is you are to enter the market like the most eager the lowest priced uh, demand is uh, going to wait uh, going to wait last I mean, what they deserve what they want feel they deserve what they require <laughs> what they require uh, they'll be last you know if they want to pay the least so that's how markets work you know that's how they market make the bot the bid and the ask they work for whatever they can get no holds at all i mean literally contract law doesn't assimilate between what we have to do as product developers in end user license agreements we can't co-sign have a user co-sign there a third party uh donee beneficiary is what we call it where the promiser you're the borrower or the user any duress that's on that they can't make or like is <laughs> put into overhead for labor and then it's their uh, overhead or consistency or I mean, what and the project gets bigger. So for me, I don't want to name names because they've moved on to what else but finance. I'll leave it at that. But contract, subcontractors, aren't they liable to, or shouldn't they give up the product that you've paid for, even if it's halfway done? At any time you want. I mean, you need to be in control of the time clock as a customer. And as a customer to a subcontractor, as a contractor, I mean that's it's their bidding for your your proposed scope of requirements. Is they're proposing their bid uh, of labor? So it's so that's the labor market. But just switch it around. I mean, come on, you don't need a money market. The labor market is questionable, but I know you don't need a money market. You could just call that a deadweight box or laborless demand or non-substitute supply or just moving it to up i mean because you're charging a pool uh, where the bid is doing what it's not getting hit the bid is not getting hit let's face it let's be honest the bid is not The individual budget capacity, we call it. I mean, so here's the thing. What I know is, I don't know how to explain substitutive and complementary supply and demand at the same time, but I know that complementary wholesaling, wholesaling, complementary wholesaling has to be immediate. I mean, this is, we're talking about uh, snapshots 
of propensities. These are, it's like a polling situation where like, this is like, if you asked people like without a market maker or set, like they're totally new money, what do you do? You set up a little, a little shop, you start, you start a little book. I mean, you buy and sell, you like, you first you buy, right? You have something, you have shells maybe. I mean, you're always... You have no idea what you're providing to the market is valued at until you give it up and uh, people start making asks. And on the contrary, if you have a new currency, uh, I guess you'd put it on the bid and then you'd say you don't know how much you can of this thing you want that's maybe in a vault or something with this shell. You need uh, always individual actors, yeah. But it's microeconomics is more so about how everything works together endogeneously and exogeneously, which is where you can build units for arithmetic. Exogenous is like the arithmetic to calculus is endogenous, endogeneosity and, and uh, potentially coincidentality, I guess. Artifactual basis rate fallacy is a common one. So, <laughs> so the, uh, I'll go into this then. I mean, so Trump, yeah, I'll recap. Trump, he thinks COVID is real. Me, on the other hand, yeah, COVID is real. It's coming out. It never goes in. How do I know that? Last common ancestor. I'm a taxonomist. I'll say that. I don't have a degree in taxonomy. I think that would be one and done thing. I thought this podcast would be a one and done thing. I was like, okay, I got two episodes. That's it. Well, I'm almost done with my all my content. And that's the point of politicians. You want to end the conversation. The lawyers, they don't want to do that. They want to keep talking and, and uh, charging. It's called uh, admin- maybe administrative abuse. I mean, especially if they're paid by a, a truncated wholesale tax. Like a uniform tax. Like a flat, flat tax. Uh, but you get... You appreciate... You, get, you make it easy right now. There's no exemption. No gift tax exemptions for under 15K customer a year. Know your customer. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, business. Gifts. I mean, that's... You can make it as many counts as you want. There's 4,000 bank charters in the US I mean so you can make as many accounts as you want they're all FDIC insured your savings you'll get a nice bond index that will be promised for less dollar in appreciation so I mean when you say borrowers benefit from inflation you're talking about the 5% APR of your collateral but then 
the cash that you get for that is just it, it, it doesn't even matter it's just discounted debt and then it's just nothing what do you actually gain from borrowing in your assets nothing it's a loss it's a, it's a dead weight loss it's a loss of utility it's a loss of leisure it's a loss of uh i don't know what downward is but leisure is definitely i'm saying all time less hours and less price which is the fourth or the yeah the fourth quadrant third politically because these libertarians you know you know how they feel about contracts Uh, do whatever you want in a contract for money, not other people's things, because the law appreciates it. They're like, you know what? We like this racketeering and contract law. Screw the product guys who deal with, you know, not co-signing other users, and we have to make sure everything is hunky-dory, no duress, you know, we don't want to touch anybody's feelings. Uh, and then... Where am I? Anyway, so let's talk about COVID. And I'll end with this. And sample size. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? You love hearing that. You're like, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, this is the thing. Okay. Because microeconomics is the calculus of econometrics. And econometrics is the study of how we can talk about these endogeneities A80s, the exos, which is when you know what a unit is. Like you can mathematically prove it, prove it. Uh, you can do it. You can over again do it. And um, so, what do you need? <laughs> you need a hundred, right? I say you need to roll a hundred over time. Yeah totally random shuffled fine whatever i don't care over time yeah it's relevant too right i mean the less uh, endogenous endogeneity in our current variables i mean that's what you want so you wanted them to be exogenous so your r regression um pretty sure it's just like to the end product i mean i think there's like regressions between variables that you can look at but you want to just try and you know, minimize it. You don't want to get too complicated. You want to get A equal MC squared, which is crazy. I don't know. Let's talk about that later. But three, third, third dimension, the third dimension, light, light, grams. I mean, I'm just bewildered by that guy. But anyway, you could remove the administrative abuse in courts. You know how? You find the lower court judges for successful appeals. And um, I ask if labor, labor is responsible for overhead. I ask if, uh, if I'm going to keep doing this just to displace my competitors if they get money for it. I mean, I don't know why I'm making utility if everyone else is just going to waste money and not save and then these old people are going to be like oh you know I didn't save and I'm like well tough noogies right I mean hey 
We're trying to live today. We're not trying to pay for what these people appraise, what Andrew Yangs of the world came and said, okay, I'd like this one for, uh, I mean, who is this? What are we? I mean, this is not a market of microeconomics. This is not supply and demand. This is dead weight. This is some force that's pushing us to the top left. Imagine that. The top left in both econometric economics. Oh, wait. Yeah, econometrics. It's microeconomics. It's the micro of the change over rates over time of rates in time periods rates of time periods or rates of a geospatial area like sewage over India like toilets you know death uh, lifetime lifetime mortality then we have COVID and then we have 1918 flu the blue bonnet plague was bacteria you got hiv in america being gay and then uh, elsewhere it's not i mean it's banned and um i want to know i want to know what the bottoms think are they are they safe that is the question so there's no last common ancestor but the kicker here's the kicker okay you need a hundred. You need to to find a meaningful significance. You need a hundred. You need a hundred. You need a hundred. You need a hundredth, maybe. Okay. I mean, we're assuming that the time is shuffled already, so let's just go with a hundred. But if you had a hundredth of the population, I mean, you're less reliant on the on the randomness, I'd say, because you know what the population is. At least. And with time, well, all you got is yesterday. You got 100 years back, and the CDC says you got a significant P less than uh, 5%. I mean, um, got a significance of 1937 and 1905, or how far back we can get the data. And if my math is correct, that is 90, about 90 years. So that's not good enough for me, right? 80 years, 83 years, 83 years, 83 years. Significance assigned at 2020, uh, 1941, 46. There's two bumps, and you can see this at 2024nj.com. Uh, I gotta get a better URI for this graph, but you can go down a little bit. I won't add too much more, but it's single year age, excess deaths. So I want to preface the rest of the, the COVID uh, assessment here with uh, multiple sclerosis, which has 2.5 Chris Reeves Foundation, uh, 2013, 
presentation. And you compare that with the polio, what do you get? You get 39,000 take away some mortality for what it was like in 1951 to 53. And then you look at the then you look at the Great Leap Forward, the Holomador. You say 9 million a year, 1 million point 1.15 million. Uh, wait. 0.15 million. One, you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, but it's significant when it's small, right? So, that's incredible. That was, uh, nearly matches. So you have 9 million a year, uh, expected over the Great Leap Forward. And these people were dying at 35. So, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? People bumped up. You got 1918. We don't even see the vitals. You see the mortality rate. And this is not the levels. So you have vital statistics that are the levels of the population that only go back to 1937. You have the mortality rate that only goes back to 1905. And that's fine, but we need the vital population statistics which is the level because what you got here in the death rate is it can be hidden in a five-year cohort because that's what it is that's what we have we have, we're looking for annual reports with a five-year cohort that's the best we could do so we don't know how many people before 1937 can make a significant assessment of how detrimental what was very significant what was 1.2 million expected in the US see these are the things significant it could be the subtraction or it can be addition uh, assessment and that would be an extrapolation and otherwise it would be How significant, how important, right? So, how important nineteen thirty nineteen forty one to nineteen forty six, there's two increases of boomers. And in the the in worldwide, it's 50 million excess. And there, who, how many died? Class? That would be 5 million. So 5 million worldwide, right? So, you know, there was expected to be 55 uh, million. Right, that's, that's the number. 8 million 8 billion divided by the life expectancy what do you get and that's how i did the multiple sclerosis thing so you do you know you divide the life expectancy of a person with polio and you do this assessment so call i call it life expectancy population growth or right i guess i'll say that i mean you just say it all at once like it's a command 
I mean, what else? Like, we're robots, right? I mean, I love, I love etymology. Very, 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 I mean, legal, you know? You look up a word, you look up abscond on Google, and it just says law and zoology. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Then you look at the mentions here. I mean, in the books, I guess, it's mostly used in the 1800s. That's incredible. I don't see how... I mean, it's just like a... It's nothing. Uh, no... I mean, I go, you know, growth, you get down to these 1900 levels with the scan, but it's an important word. Very, very important. How do you innovate a contract? What do you do when you get when you get deflation or inflation in a jo- in, a, in your corporate job? Do you call do you call yourself like bartenders do? And do you say, "Hey, gings are getting a little expensive here. I think I'm going to need some uh, unemployment benefits to make up for the 33% construction." increase in the I mean that's annualized and that was if Biden was talking about 9% or 900 not, wait 900% damn shipping construction you know these things construction isn't even in the CPI okay but that's in the fixed cost so we can safely say that the fixed costs, you know, you're looking for rent, you're looking for leases, you're looking for non-outright sales, you're looking for, you'd say, that's all included in the what the consumers pay for the rent. Great, whatever. Notwithstanding the implausible use leases of that, that could be prosecuted beyond five stores or condos. You know what? That's that's it. I mean, that's what that's what happens. You just you just you just say notwithstanding, and then you finish the sentence, and then gotta get that into a soundbite. So it really is in the fixed cost. It's in the name. I mean, is economic development loaned really? Is that we're going for a real GDP when it's just appraised at a 5% APR, 20 doubles in 20 years, borrower doesn't benefit. I, borrower doesn't benefit. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do you think I went into, like, when you investigate, do you bury the lead? I think you do. I don't think you go into life for revenge, full guns blazing. No. I mean, you can reason. You know what the reason for for all law is? Economic efficiency. You can reason in the court. You can yield back. And what happens if the court becomes unreasonable? All right, calm down everybody.
All I know is that duress, plea deals, I mean, they're the same thing. Uh, lying under oath, so it's a plea deal. I don't know what. These things are, when they're not part of a product, when they're not required for a product, then they're exclusionary. They're they're beyond the duress that is required for some a viable product to the purpose. And then nonprofits, like what are they? They're profit. They profit. You can keep check. You can keep access unused 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 stuff you keep it and they're for purpose 